Welcome to Slight Reliability. Learning SRE one day at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Welcome back to Slight Reliability. Today we are talking about measuring availability and how that might not be as simple as it may seem. If a leader from your organization came up to you and said, so tell me, what is the availability of your system? How would you answer that question? How would you answer it in a way which was meaningful to the other person and you felt okay about? Now, I think it's quite human to want to give a nice, simple, clean answer, that all-encompassing number which gives, this is my availability score. But can availability be reduced down like that? Just for a little bit of context of why I'm exploring this right now, we had been creating this SLO definition workshop and had been running through that with multiple teams in the organization. We weren't finding we were getting the value that we wanted, and I mentioned this in a previous episode. So we decided to pivot and we tried something new. And we thought, why don't we go into teams one at a time and benchmark the reliability of their system or their services. And so that's what we did. And the different categories that I looked at was availability, uh, error rate, saturation of resources, um, response times or latency, incident numbers, and change or deployments. And it was interesting how challenging it was trying to benchmark those things and all the decisions that I had to make along the way around what metric to use, where to get that data from, uh, that was challenging, much more challenging than I expected. So I thought I'd explore that today in this episode. When you are trying to benchmark availability, one of the decisions you need to make is what metric are you going to use? What is the indicator that we are going to select which we trust will tell us accurately about whether our services are available or not? And the kind of classic old school indicator is uptime. So if there's 24 hours in a day, how many minutes and seconds over that 24 hour period was our system available up? But uptime's quite a flawed indicator because it doesn't take into account how the customer volumes at that particular time. So with measuring uptime, the impact is just the same whether there's an outage at three in the morning or 11 in the morning. Of course, we know that the business impact of an outage during peak times is much more significant than an outage during really quiet times. And the thing about uptime is it doesn't take that into account, as we said. So you could have two different systems or services with both 99% availability, but one of them could have had a significant impact on the business and the other one not. So it's not a great measure. So I would discourage you from using it if you can, and I have been avoiding using it myself. So what other metrics can we use? Now, the simple one to pick is error rate. We can say that when a application is successfully processing requests, it is available. Whenever there is a failure, then it is unavailable. And you can define what a failure is any way you like. You could say anything that's too slow, uh, as well as actual technical errors that occur. It's not a perfect metric, but it does give you some indication of the scale of an outage. 
because if there are more customers using your services, there's probably going to be a lot more errors occurring and that'll show up in your monitoring. Now, error rate is not perfect, but that's the one that I'm currently using because it's easy to get started with. There are some articles and conference talks going around about something called user uptime or windowed user uptime, which is a, I think, a really good measure of availability. And the way that that works is it think of a, a Gantt chart almost with every single customer who's on your using your services at any point in time. And each time they have a successful transaction, the, the bar keeps going green. If they get a failure of some kind, then it goes red until they get a success again, and then it goes green. So it's collecting all these timelines of success and failure and using that as a measure or indicator of availability. But I would love to use user uptime, but using the open source tooling and the commercial tooling that I have available, my brain isn't big enough to figure out how to do it. I'm not that good at maths. <laughs> if I do figure out how to do it, I will share it as I always do. And I will try and explain it in simple terms that anyone can reproduce because what I've seen so far, I see mathematical equations and at that point I'm pretty much lost. For argument's sake, let's say you've picked error rate as your indicator of availability. The next question is, where are you going to measure that? Are you going to measure it client side in your customer's browsers? Are you going to measure it server side from your web layer, for example? Or are you going to do some kind of synthetic transaction? So run a continual automated check in production and when that's down, you say, oh, there's an outage. All of these have pros and cons. Starting with client side or browser monitoring, in my case, then the latest benchmark that I did, I used New Relic's browser monitoring. And the first thing that I found challenging is that I couldn't see any concept of success or failure for browser interactions. There are JavaScript errors, that's a specific thing which is logged, but I couldn't see pass or failure. So there was no easy way for me to calculate an availability score. But the other thing is, if you are using your customer's browser monitoring for your availability, keep in mind, you're actually including the reliability of the internet as part of your availability score. If your customers happen to live in areas with poor internet or where there's a major outage, that's going to show up as an availability drop for your services. That might make sense in your context, or it might not. But just be aware that that's part of what you're measuring and make a conscious decision about that. What about capturing availability on the server side? And this is actually what I did in the benchmark that we used. I took web server access logs and I was very simply said, any request which had a 200 or 300 response is a success, anything 400 or 500 is a failure. Now that's incredibly oversimplified, but that was my starting point. You may have a more accurate way of doing it. There we go, there's a whole discussion there. But the thing about server-side is that what if your website becomes unavailable to the internet for some reason? There might be no errors at all in your logs because nothing can hit your website, but the customers are completely unable to access it. So that's one of the limitations of 
tracking availability only at the server side. And then the third option is synthetic transactions. So you create an automated test or check which runs regularly against your services to check that everything is running fine. And it's a great thing to do if you have periods when there's low customer activity. But the thing about synthetic transactions is it only runs usually just once now and again. So the confidence that you can have because of the tiny sample size of what's being measured is very low. It might be that your synthetic transaction is having an issue rather than your actual web application. I've probably only scratched the surface here and I know that I've probably also opened a gigantic can of worms but hopefully just from what I've already talked about you're getting a sense that it's not that simple as just providing one number. You can provide this one magical number to someone to make them feel better but are you actually doing justice to the situation and the, actually helping to provide a better outcome of better reliability? Maybe, maybe not. I think probably we need multiple measures of availability, something client-side, something server-side, and we probably need to work against a desire from, from my experience, from non-technical leadership and stakeholders to have this, I hate to say dumbed-down number, single number to represent everything. Bring it back to customer outcomes. As long as we can have confidence that our customers are able to consume our services and they're having a great experience, that's what matters, right? And if we have to have two different numbers for availability or track it from three different places, that's okay. It's about the outcome. So availability is just one of these aspects which I was trying to benchmark. The other aspects of you know, error rates, traffic, saturation, response times, incidents, uh, and change in deployments. I had just as many questions for each of those and I would like to explore them in future episodes. I hope you got something out of this episode and it was a nice short and sweet one. I will see you guys next time on Slight Reliability and don't forget I am speaking at SLO Conf and Olifest uh, both on at the same time May 9th to the 12th. Uh, and I will, of course, include links to those two conferences in the description. See you next time.